goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome, my friends. It is Tuesday here on Buster Early's Rush Hour. Glad you are here. And if you would like to participate in the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to reach us. 800-848-9222. Young love is in the air. I so love it. Um, Yes, the... News out of New York today is coming in from many quarters. One of the stories that has taken the headlines. Oh, my goodness. Then there was that crash. Did you see that crash that happened? A Lamborghini um, supercar? It, it, uh, the guy was, uh, whoever was driving in a mail. Here it is. I wasn't going to do this first, but I just thought about it. Lamborghini Urus. The driver is a 22-year-old. How does a 22-year-old get to drive a Lamborghini? Never mind. A, a, a Lamborghini Urus driver, 22, was yanked out of a $300,000 SUV moments, seconds before it explodes into flames. Killed a, a, the female passenger, who was 21 years old, did not make it out alive. Sad. The supercar, as it's being called, and it is a supercar, Lamborghini Urus. The 22-year-old driver was yanked out seconds before it exploded. Who yanked him out? Three New York City police officers rushed toward the vehicle, pulled the man out from the driver's seat. As officers attempted to get to the passenger side of the vehicle, the supercar burst into flames. The unnamed 21-year-old female um, did not make it. Was the driver was taken to a hospital. He's in critical condition. This happened near 10th Avenue and 213th Street. Apparently, he had tried to overtake another car. And, yeah, and, and so when he pulled out, he's, you know, speeding up to get past and run, runs into a subway pillar. This happened underneath one of the, uh, uh, um, wow. It's tragic. He was just trying to get around somebody else, ran into a subway pillar, and it must have been a heck of a, a, a speed. Well, anyway, it's, it, it was horrible, horrible accident. Uh, the New York City controller has revoked Mayor Adams' emergency right to make deal with contractors for migrant services to fund this wave of illegal immigration into New York. Controller Brad Lander's office made the revocation known in a letter dated this past Thursday, three months after he retroactively rejected a $432 million no-bid contract with a for-profit medical services firm that has been accused of mistreating the very <clears throat> migrants that they are supposed to be helping. 
Mayor Adams is not happy that his powers to deal make without checking in with the controller have has been lifted. He says the revocation could inhibit illegal, no, he didn't say illegal. He said migrants access to food and shelter as the city is spent. Is, you know how much they're going to spend? They're projecting they're going to spend $12 billion over the next two years. $12 billion, with a B. $12 billion to house them. So the controller's office said, nope, 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 no more of these fast deals. You're going to spend $243 million in a no-bid contract? No, 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 we're not doing that. And he wants more information on this contract with .go, which bills itself as a medical firm, has no prior experience handling migrant services. But yet they got a $432 million contract from Mayor Adams. <clears throat> I would be looking at that uh, 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 very closely, wouldn't you? Jamal Brown, Bowman, I'm sorry, Jamal Bowman, the fire, the fire guy, the guy that pulled the fire alarm in the Capitol, who then, because he thought he says it was an exit door. Yeah. That guy, he's going to have a primary challenger. He's being primaried. This guy is one of the squad and a very, very pro-Israeli, pro-Israel, Democrat, Westchester County Executive George Latimer has now said he's going to run against him. And that is good news. Uh, the new Speaker of the House of Representatives, Mark Johnson, has said he told Joe Biden, ultimatum time, baby. There will be no, none, no more money for Ukraine unless the Biden administration first makes extensive reforms to the U.S. immigration system. Ultimatum letter sent to Biden from the Speaker of the House. He says Ukraine aid is dependent upon enactment of transformative change to our our nation's border security laws. Better do something about immigration or forget, and these out-of-control borders, or forget about any more funding for Ukraine. Now, remember I told you yesterday there are groups that are warning, and Ukraine is warning, hey, we are running out of money. If you don't send money by the end of December, everything's doomed, doomed, doomed. I say we're going to lose. But apparently Speaker Johnson is having none of the fear-mongering that goes along with this. Nope, you better start working on this immigration problem. And I have a few stories about the immigration problem. Jody Ernst, Joni Ernst, Republican has slammed the Biden administration. This is, okay, Foxborough, Massachusetts. Somehow that, 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 that place rings a bell. I think there was some like minor team out there or somewhere that played at Foxborough, some 
minor in an sports. ugly stadium. It could be. Yeah, some some team used to play there anyway, or plays there. Anyway, they're having the Army-Navy game, the football game there. And it apparently some of the military families who are going to the game have had their hotel reservations canceled because the hotels instead gave their rooms to illegal immigrants. And Representative Joni, I'm sorry, Senator Joni Ernst is annoyed. Your border policies are failing. It is abundantly clear change is needed. Your failed policies are directly harming military families. The Hawkeye state Republican wrote to Joe Biden, these cancellations are due to your administration's decision to ship illegal immigrants across the country to sanctuary cities at taxpayers' expense. Now, she says, due to your untenable border crises, which is which has allowed 8 million illegal immigrants entry into the country, veterans and future service members and their families will be unable to attend the Army-Navy game. Yep. Oh, yeah, this was in the Daily BS. I was, like, looking at a paragraph there. I said, who wrote this? One of the Daily BS writers wrote it. Get this paragraph. The annual contest between the two service academies has been an American tradition since 1890 with bragging rights between the military branches on the line in a game that, for the first time in its storied history, will be held in New England, kicking off on December 7th at Gillette Stadium, home of the NFL's now putrid New England Patriots. <laughs> Boy, they don't get respect. All those years, they were like champions. Now that people just cannot wait to rag on the New England Patriots. A, a New York, upstate New York sheriff, ladies and gentlemen, is sounding the alarm over increased border crossings at the northern borders. There are an increased number of illegal immigrants surging into the United States of America from the northern border with Canada now. So it's not just the southern border. Now this border crisis is moving northwards. A New York sheriff, David Favreau, the elected sheriff of Clinton County for the past 21 years, is going to testify before the House Subcommittee on Emergency Management and Technology. He probably is finished for the day, but he is testifying. He's testifying about the surge in illegal traffic that is now coming in from 42 different countries but 55% of it coming in from Mexico, 22% originating from India, 4% from Haiti, Romania, Guatemala, coming through the international border illegally from Canada. Another story today won't go into detail on how hard Chicago has been hit. 
by illegal immigration. There is, oh, there's also another story here. I'm putting it to the side. I'll hopefully catch up with it later in the week. This story here, this story is about the images showing a massive surge of adult male migrants, 17,000 encounters last week at the Tucson border. They're just pouring in, and most of these are male migrants, males from not just Mexico, but from all over the world. Not just from Mexico, not just from South America, but now immigrants from all over the world have figured it out. Oh, this is your moment. This is your chance. Go and go now. Get into America right now. So it's not just Mexico or Central America. It is from all over the world. Young males lining up, making their way either to, as we just heard in the previous story, to the northern border or to the southern border where they are crossing illegally into the United States of America. Which brings us to an article today in The Old Gray Lady, the New York Times. It is a tearjerker of an article. And I don't mean that facetiously. I, you cannot help but feel bad for the predicament. Well, maybe you can. I, I can't. Retirement without a net. The plight of America's aging farm workers. Okay. Immigrants who work decades on U.S. farms are reaching retirement age in a country that offers them neither Medicare or Social Security. Oh. She pauses only if a dizzy spell throws her off balance, which she chalks up to high blood pressure, something she learned about last year when a raging headache prompted her to visit a doctor for the first time in recent memory. I feel tired, she says, sitting at her mobile home's kitchen table after a day's work. I feel like stopping, but how can I? At 72, Ms. Sanchez is the oldest on her crew, working in California's Coachella Valley. She is among tens of thousands of undocumented farm workers, <clears throat> illegal farm workers, who have spent decades working in the United States doing the kind of sweaty, backbreaking work that powers much of the country's farming industry, but are ineligible for Social Security. Medicare, or other forms of retirement relief that would allow them to stop working. Some have children or grandchildren to help provide for them in old age. In California, Oregon, and Washington, undocumented farm workers are entitled to health care and overtime, but most states do not offer them any benefits. For decades, retirement was not an issue. Farm workers sneaked across Mexico-U.S. borders for the harvest, and then returned home until it was time to start all over again the next season. But this kind of circular migration became increasingly risky and expensive as successive U.S. presidents beginning in the 1990s erected barriers and deployed technology and agents along the border to curb illegal entries. 
And this story goes on and on to the plight of people. And again, it is, some of these, are look, these are real human beings. And the article does point out that many of these people have worked. And they do pay American taxes. They get wages on it. They have taxes. There's a reference deep in the deep into the story about uh, one case where a person says, oh, yeah, I have a Social Security number. It has my name on it, but I think it's fake. So they, you know, there's, it just points to the total failure, the total failure and the human cost of failure. Many of these now turning elderly farm workers are going to end up with nothing. They aren't protected. And so they've worked here all these years. Many of them have to stay here now because, according to them, because if they go back home, they don't know whether they'll get back in, so they have to work. But they don't have Medicare. They don't have Social Security. They don't have anything that would allow them to stop working. I don't know how you can't feel for them, but at the same time, I don't know how many of us in America, what are we supposed to do about that? What are we supposed to say? All is forgiven. You broke the law. You've been breaking the law all these years. All is forgiven. Let's reward you with now retirement income because you have, but they've worked. I'm just curious as to how, how you think we ought to handle this. What would be a fair way? And again, keep in mind, many of these illegal, they're here illegal, but many have paid their tax, have paid taxes on the money that they make. They've paid into the systems that they do not have access to. But they've also broken the law. So what do you do? James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, here with you. It is both Snurley's Rush Hour. Oh, we had sad news that broke right before the uh, the program started. Co-founder. Co-founder of Wings, and he also played for the Moody Blues. Denny Lane passed away, age 79. Today's also a day that Band on the Run was released. It's amazing how these things happen. But anyway, Denny Lane, co-founder of Wings, with Moody Blues, And all and many of the big hits that you recognize from Moody Blues. Passed away today. Our condolences to his family and to his friends and loved ones. Close and early's rush hour here on WABC. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. We'll be back shortly. Don't go away. matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. 
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. You two started a two-week of run in the number one charts over across the pond. This week, this day, Vertigo from the album How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. And Diego just told me that if I have not listened to that entire album, which I haven't, that uh, it is, uh, what did you say, highly recommended? Highly recommended, back to back. Okay. You rarely hear that about an album, so I'm going to do it. By the way, Diego, do you have an album coming out soon? You've been working on new music. Yes, I have. Actually, I've been working on two simultaneous albums, one instrumental and one spoken word lyrical. When are they going to be ready? Uh, probably not until, I'd say right now, July, August, because I want to okay. really take my time. Mm-hmm. I'm still writing it. I'm still actively writing everything, but uh, recording demos at the same time, so we'll see. Okay, cool. Excellent. All right, we're going to head to the phone soon, but I want to get through a few more stories. This ought to be good news. This one for at least some of the political uh, base, the politicals in New York. Remember, uh, there was a story that I cite and I cite often. In fact, I keep it with me nearby. I have to dig it out of a stack. But it's about how a trillion dollars in wealth left New York, financial wealth, especially from some of the financial services uh, companies. Well, there's a news, uh, an article today in the New York Times. The New York's millionaire class is growing. Millionaires apparently are coming back to New York, and that is a good thing for the tax base. But it's not all good news. Other people, they say, are leaving. The report found that New York is gaining millionaires despite an earlier exodus, while lower-income families are being forced to leave. And that according to the New York Times, is raising questions about the state's tax policies. Well, about time someone starts asking questions about it. At the height of the pandemic, New York Times says the richest New Yorkers left in droves. The trend led to months of hand-wringing by both Mayor Eric Adams and Governor Kathy Hochul. Latest spurned proposals to raise taxes on the rich for fear of driving more of them out into low-tax states. But a new report, based on the latest census and state tax filing data, has found a reversal. The ranks of millionaires have come surging back, while lower- and middle-income New Yorkers are heading for the exits. Now, you might think that's all good news, but here's what happens when you lose the lower and middle class. You continue to lose those residents. They form the backbone of many essential services and white-collar industries, and they're leaving 
the middle class leaving and lower class could jeopardize New York City's uneven recovery. You want a subway system, an office sector, a restaurant industry? You need these people. You need the working class. So we'll see. Not all good news, not all bad news. Millionaires are coming back, but other people are being squeezed out. Okay. On the national stage, before we head to a quick break here, checking with traffic and so forth, uh, we have another possible entry into the presidential race. Former kicked out, overwhelmingly booted out, boot up the butt, so to speak. Former representative from Wyoming, Elizabeth Cheney, Liz, is said is now saying that she is considering running for. Liz Cheney is considering running for president. She says she will run as a third party candidate to stop Donald Trump. So she's going to, which I just, I find the logic of that. I don't even know what to say about it. It is beyond my ability to to politically calculate. Liz Cheney is identified as one of the biggest Trump haters ever. She's already said she'd rather Democrats get back in office than Trump. She is a total Trump hater. How does she think by running for president she's going to stop Donald Trump? Who is she going to poll votes for? Everybody, the people that love Trump are going to suddenly turn around and say, oh, you know what? Liz is running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know she hates Trump, but I think I'll vote for Liz instead of Donald Trump, who I love. I love Trump, but you know what? A Trump hater's running. So I think, yeah, Mike is brilliant. I think I'll vote for Liz Cheney. How does this work in her mind? She's going to run on a third-party ticket to stop Donald Trump. She's out selling books, by the way. So to me, I listen to this and I say, yeah, I don't know whether to believe this. She's got a new book out. This might be, how do I get my name in the papers so I can sell books? Foreigner. Birthday today for British bass guitarist Rick Wills, best known for his work with Foreigner. He also worked with Small Faces, Peter Frampton, and Bad Company, but he's best known for his base work with Foreigner. Here on WABC Boston Early's Rush Hour, coming back. Your call's coming up. Don't go away. And you, Diego, you're playing Cold as Ice for who? For Liz Cheney. Great selection. I love thematic music. Liz Cheney, Cold as Ice, WABC, coming back right after this.
Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. In 1987, Belinda Carlisle, number one U.S. singles charts, Heaven is a Place on Earth. She's with the, uh, she was with the Go-Go's before going public. This was her first number one hit. The video that she um, produced, that was produced for her around this hit, Featured a performance with Diane Keaton and also her husband Morgan Mason. It was Matt Meany. Is Matt Meany still floating around the place? Matt, I have a request, please, if it doesn't bother you at all. I'm sorry to interrupt. Nope, all good. Hit me. That last, um, th- th- that last news item that we did from Noam Laden yeah. on this, the letters to Santa. Can I have that for the Saturday show? I want to make sure that we play that during our Saturday show. I mean, there are plenty of people that I think were as touched by that segment as I was. What happens to these? You have a kid writing to Santa, please help us. We're, my mom's being evicted. We need, you know, somewhere warm. I, I'd love to play that and, and keep that one so we could play it in the Saturday show throughout the Christmas season, if that's okay. Absolutely. I will have to make sure that uh, the weekend guys and you have that. Wonderful. I appreciate it. Yes. That was a very, very moving segment, folks, the letter to Santa. And Noam is Noam is just extraordinary. He's an extraordinary journalist, and we're just so happy to have him here at WABC. Uh, he's on the Saturday show with us from time to time. He and James Flippin uh switch out and they're on with us on Saturdays and both of them are just remarkable journalists and newsmen and that piece was really, really touching. So just wonderful. Um let us do this. We have people that are holding and they want to talk about immigration. Before I bring in some other stories, we 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 had about four or five immigration stories. And so I want to get to people on the phones that are waiting. And not just about immigration. I see Joe from Jericho wants to talk about the rioting that's going on in the States and there's another smash and grab that happened at a at a high end jewelry store out in California. Oh, California! Oh, oh. you know, hey, California. Do you know they're going to start handing out fines in California now if your store doesn't have a gender neutral section? They're going to fine the store owners. That's going to go into effect on January first, twenty twenty four. Mandate any store that sells children's items has to have a gender neutral section. These people are, they never quit. But anyway, let us start with, um, is it, uh, Joaquin in Pennsylvania? You're up first. Uh, how are you, WABC? You're on with Bo Snurley. Hi. Hey, Mr. Snurley. Hey, you spoke with me before. Yes, it's Joaquin. Hey, you know what? Uh, Liz Cheney, she's only doing big daddy, big daddy dicks bidding, you know, and, and the globalist establishment. But, you know, when it comes to the immigration issue, I got to say, though, Ron DeSantis did did very good against Gavin Newsom in the debate. He did disappoint me when it came to the question where Gavin Newsom was talking about immigration reform. And just like all the Republicans, they always fail. Whenever the Democrats sit there and they talk about, you know, oh, well, we're pushing for comprehensive immigration reform. Why don't they sit there and loudly scream their plan for immigration reform 
is to put down more people to process them into the country and basically open up the floodgates, if not to close the border off, and to point out the lies of their comprehensive plan. They have, look, let me tell you something. This, I'm glad you brought that up. And I've said this in the past, and I'm going to say it again. What has happened with immigration in the United States is a failure of both political parties. It is not just a failure of Democrats, although, in all fairness, they are more outrageous. Their support of open borders is directly leading to the problems that we are seeing now. If you listen to the report we did at the beginning, near the beginning of the show, when we talked about what's happening this weekend, for instance, in Foxborough where the Army-Navy game is coming, but you have military families that had their hotel reservations that they've had longstanding have been canceled so that those hotels can accommodate illegal immigrants. It's outrageous, but that is happening, and those kind of things are happening. New York City budget, massive 5% cut, massive. A 5% cut across the city budget to accommodate the billions that are being spent in New York City. And those are services that taxpayers pay for. So, yes, outrageous. Democrat policy is responsible. Republicans have had a chance to close down the immigration system when they had control of Congress, too. And they didn't do it. They did not advance a comprehensive reform to stop this madness either. So this is a failure of the political system. People do not have the political will to actually stop this madness. And this madness isn't just in the United States of America. The same madness is happening throughout Europe. And I don't understand what it's going to take for these politicians, whether they are here or internationally, to start realizing that the sovereignty of their nations is being threatened. But you're absolutely right. Thank you, Joaquin, for bringing it up. Frankie in South Jersey, you are up next. Welcome. You're on WABC. Yes, Paul. Good evening. Uh, About the immigration status for the uh, Social Security, I don't think that they should get that. I think they should be able to come back if they like. But uh, what I really called about was this, uh, excuse me, I'm drawing blanks. That's okay. Let me just address something you said. You don't think this is in response to the New York Times story that I read a very small portion of. If you want the entire story today, it's in the New York Times. And they're addressing the plight of now an elderly population that is happening with migrant workers, illegal immigrants who have come across the border but who have worked here for years. And I'm going to continue to add this because this is a part of the story, who pay taxes. But... Many of them are left out of Social Security and Medicare. So what do you do? And I got news for you. This may sound theoretical. Oh, will you, will you just tell them no no Medicaid? Well, what do you do when somebody's sick? What do you do when someone needs medical care? You just look at them and say, oh, no help for you. No, that's not who we, that's not the way that America, Americans, a people of compassion, treat other people. But at the same time, What do you also say? Oh, there's no consequence to breaking the laws. So how do you go about making sure that you remain a compassionate and just nation, have your laws followed? But do I say one of the things that could happen is you could start to repatriate people to their country, their country of origin, repatriate. Because hopefully those countries also have a system in place to help deal with 
people that are of retirement age. And if they don't, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But this system cannot continue to go on, and there have to be consequences for breaking the law. John in Queens, New York, you're up next on WABC. What's on your mind this afternoon? Good afternoon, Bo. What a pleasure to speak with you. Um, Thank you. I'd like to say that I feel bad for the people, but they didn't plan for their future. That's not my problem, that now all of a sudden my taxes are going to be raised to take care of them. They knew the game, and they didn't play it. So they came here to work. They got their job. They worked, then they didn't save for the future. I can't keep paying for everybody. Well, yes, you can. You're going to pay for, for instance, young college folks under Joe Biden, 800000 more that he just forgave their student loans. You know what that means to you if you're a taxpayer? That means 1800 of your dollars are going to go to pay for somebody's college loans that you didn't take out. You have your own mortgage. You have your own bills to pay, but now you have to pay for them because Democrats want the college vote. So they bribe people. Oh, here's a Christmas gift for you. Oh, that loan you took out? Oh, you don't have to pay it back. We'll just shift the burden to good old John there in Queens. John doesn't mind paying your loan. He doesn't have anything better to do with his money than pay off your student loan. Yeah, John, you are seen as having the endless deep pockets to pay for everyone else. And that is one of the reasons why I think that in 2024, the election is going to hinge on things other than what the Democrats think. They think it's still going to hinge on abortion and the usual issues that propel Democrats into office. But I think if the Republicans can finally message a case, they are in position, if they were to message properly, to win a trifecta, to win back the House with a comfortable margin, to take the Senate back, and to have the presidency, if. Then the operative word is if they campaign with a unified message and if their message strikes to these issues that you are talking about, John, and then everyone else here, the borders, the impact of the open borders, the the impact of crime, the impact. There's another story today. AP did. It's not just the United States. School children all over the world have been performing horribly since the pandemic. Why in the United States? Because of all of the things that uh, were mandated by especially blue state governors. There is a lot to run on. There is a lot Republicans can run on. We'll see if they do. Time for us to check in with Lou Dobbs, see what's going on in the world of business. Andy Kim takes us in. Birthday today. Big hit. Rock me gently. With me here tonight, music playing, our body swaying in time. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Sitting in the morning sun, I'll be sitting when the evening comes. Otis Redding brings us here, and you know, of course, this song. So why are you playing it? Well, because in 2022, Jim Stewart, a name you might not know, 
the founder of the influential Southern Soul label Stax Records, died at age 92. Now this guy, Jim Stewart, there's, there was a beautiful article about him recently. Responsible for signing and nurturing the careers of so many, like Otis Redding, Carla Thomas, her dad, Rufus Thomas, Albert King, Barkays, Isaac Hayes, so many others on the Stax label. Jim Stewart passes away on this day, age 92, an icon of Americana music and Stax Records. Yes. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. Joe from Jericho, you are on the phone. What is on your mind? Well, you you made an excellent point, and um, Cheney is a disgrace to, to America. And by the way, I saw that story in WPIX. It's pause of war. We have to support them. They help American veterans, Bo, and their service animals. They save them, veteran and his, and his dog's life. It's on WPIX last Wednesday and Thursday. They ran it six times. Google it. You have to see it. It's beautiful. God bless you. Nostro Dio, Jesu Cristo, salute le. Anche tua familia. Al compleanno on his birthday and always. And let's pray for peace and destruction of evil and a safe 2024 because the world is getting worse. If the world ever needs Christ Jesus, it needs it today. Keep up the great work, Bo. I love you. I love you, too. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate your positivity always. Let us go to Dennis in Indiana. Hi, Dennis. How are you doing? Oh, hi, Bo. Thank you very much for taking my call. I I, um, I just wanted to say we've had so many opportunities, and you, you have said this. I walked in on you, so you might have already said this, but the fact it wasn't lack of political will. These people are doing this on purpose, in my humble opinion. Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, they shut down Trump. I've never seen them fight for anything the way they fought against Trump to not secure the border. So we're obviously being taken for a ride. And then they come and they play, they play the violin and say we have to be compassionate and help these people. I mean, why don't they just tell us we've been sold out and tell us what they've done? And that's basically my point. And you are excellent, by the way. Thank you very much for taking my call. I'll let you respond. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate your call, and thank you for the very kind words. Now, let us talk about what you, this is. This is intentional. The Democrat Party, for years, has been talking about what they call, in quotes, and if you, uh, as someone said, Google it, Google the, the phrase, the browning of America. Democrats have been saying for years that America is undergoing a quote-unquote browning, that people are coming to America that are not white Europeans, and that that is going to change the political dynamic in America. And they were proudly saying the browning of America and how conservatives were against the browning of America and blah, blah, blah. They did this for decades, for the last two decades. They've been talking in this way. When Republicans, led by a guy on the radio, Rush Limbaugh started talking about the impact of the voting and saying this will change the American electorate dynamic. All of a sudden, these same Democrats started saying, oh, that's racist. Oh, you talking about this is racist. They were talking about it because they were in support of it. And now 
we are at the point where it is a reality. It is happening. Sadly, that's all the time we have for today. I wanted to get to some other calls, but we have tomorrow, God willing. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your families, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. And God willing, we will be back tomorrow for the Wednesday edition of Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. And until then, bye. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.